Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. To call a man transparent is to attack his soul, his very being. It can be received as the ultimate insult. Unless, that is, the man in question is actually, literally see-through. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Shanklin and his olive skin friend, Dave. Can I do the intro? You did it last week. Wait, wait, I'd Hello everyone and welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Tom Shanklin. I'm David Flatman. Hi Dave. Okay fella. Now I hope this hasn't put a dampener on the podcast because I've already put you in a mood. I've already created an atmosphere by doing the intro. Well, just, you've, got, you've got your jobs in the for the podcast as in you do everything and I've got my jobs which is I do my job singular which is I do the intro. And mm, Yeah but as we've talked about you know, you've got to you've got to swap it up, mate. You've got to change it up. It's like they say when you take your dog out, you should turn left one day, right the next, to keep him guessing. Yes, exactly. Is that are we? Are you calling our listeners dogs? Is that why you're known as One Position Wonder? <laughs> That's why I'm known as the Missionary Man. <laughs> Inappropriate? Um, maybe. What are you on about? Flipping funny? No. How are you? I'm all right. It's you I'm worried about. Um, I'm fine, our kid. Um, I'm well rested. I'm I'm in, I'm in that period, at the, one of those periods this week where, or last week, the last week where you see people you haven't seen for three minutes, and it's like, "Hey, doing? You busy? Oh yeah, flat out. You busy? Oh yeah." The truth is, nah, not really. really? Not massive. I've got a mega week this week and next week, but after that, the last week wasn't that. What have you been up to this week then? I, I did notice that you weren't covering any rugby. Is that is that on a back burner now? Rugby <laughs> for what? Don't know. Celebrity field um, and flower, a Z grade cele- celebrity barbecue bashers, food uh, barbecuing. Yeah, food. I don't know what. No, it's it's because um, this weekend you had to turn them down. <laughs> yeah, no. This weekend was uh, Euro semis, or last weekend was Euro semis. So that means that in terms of BT Sport, there are only two games to cover. So they use all of their core talent, and they will bring in effectively one relevant person from one of the clubs per game and you need fewer 
as it were, staff pundits because you have Lowell and Brian in the studio. Yeah, I get you. So they're bringing Donica, who I thought was great on comms for the Munster game. Um, so uh, that that's how that works. And I'm not I'm not um, what you call core talent with BT Sport. I'm ad hoc. And I oh, do quite a lot with them, but sorry to hear that, mate. I can't. <laughs> it it I can't have a contract with effectively perform who do Channel Five and BT. It doesn't work. I've told you this before on the pod. It's a kick in the balls, though, isn't it? No, <laughs> it's not. You always do that. You just sit it on WhatsApp and try and wind me up on WhatsApp about it on group chats. It's not a kick of the ball. It's a it? bit of a confidence killer, though, isn't it? Like that's your job. <laughs> that's your job. That's your income. I got other job. You know, I'm I'm organising Penarth picnic at the moment. Are you? Yeah. What's that now? There's a picnic in Penarth, mate. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah mate, food festival. Well. Food festival. What A levels do you get? What are they, mate? <laughs> Um, do you remember Dog Reese, my mate Reese? Yeah, Tom Reese. John Tom Reese? No, John. Tom was the flanker from Wasp. John right. Reese. Uh, dog, Tomahawk's mate. Yes. So he um, <laughs> he, used to, he won't appreciate this, but actually he listens to it. I'm sure his um, gorgeous wife, Faye, doesn't listen to it. He used to, to be podcast. really good looking. Um, you know, yeah. Talking 10, 15 years ago. I hope that's changed. I hope he's got bags under his eyes and lost his hair. He has gone from being like a Hungarian Vistler to a an overfed St Bernard love that um, we call him a dog that's why he's, I'm doing dog analogies doggages but he's um, he he used to have this habit of we'd go out on the booze wherever in London because we lived in London then and he would always pop into a phone booth a phone booth a telephone box which I don't even know if they exist anymore but there would be all these naughty stickers you know for careful now people of the night and he would ring them up and his vampires en- yeah exactly his entertainment Nightwalkers wasn't visiting these people and doing the... It was ringing them. So he'd put a pound in and he would ask them for all... Do you, do you provide this? And he had code, he knew all the codes for everything. I won't say them all. I'm just... A-levels gave me the, <laughs> the hint. Gave, reminded me and he would say and, uh, and do it. He'd always be like, so uh, in terms of v- the varying forms of relief, what are you offering this Saturday night? You know, it was... And it used to just absolutely crease us up. And then he would get home and he would get on the house phone... And he would ring like chat lines, and we would all sit around, and he'd be like, "Do you do this? Do you do this?" And we're like, "Ooh, giggling in our early twenties." Remember, we, we've changed now. We're trying to keep. This yeah, I know. Clean. He never did it, but it was that was our entertainment. And then one day, he woke up and he'd left, um, been on the phone to a chat night the whole night. He'd been asleep for hours and hours and hours. So we had this terror. But I remember, I remember being eight hundred and something quid. Oh, yeah, absolutely boom. So we had to call and say it was an accident, and it was it was bad times. I don't know how I got to that. I once rung up Bid Up TV. Remember Bid Up TV? Was that a QVC? Yeah, a bit like that. And they were selling um, karaoke players. There's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a countdown of how many like spray left. on hair from yeah. Phoenix Nights. So I, was, I rung up and uh, and they said, oh, we got, we got a new call on the line. What's your name? And I went, it's Tom. I went, hello, John. <laughs> <laughs> so they went, oh, it's another karaoke player going to John. Thanks very much. I just went, thank you. Did you buy it? It tickled me. Um, yeah, I did. Did it wasn't the best karaoke player I've ever seen, but or heard or sung through. But it yeah. was all right. It did a job. Um, and that's that's it, really. That's I called him Victor Radio in Maidstone once because it was like um, the agony aunt, agony uncle evening. And I so I, my mum made me ring up. My mum and sisters made me ring up, and I rang up and said, "There's this girl in my class." I was like eight or ten or something like that. There's, or not, there's a girl in my class called Lisa Brown and I really fancy her what's your name my name's David hello Dave Lisa Brown and how do I tell a girl that I fancy you so what you do Dave you say hey do you know what after school do you want to come and grab a coat with me 
I was like, where would I get a Coke from? I don't know. Take it to a cafe. I was like, I've never been to a cafe. Take it to the shop. Take it, no, because everyone from school goes in there. I can't take her to the shop. Anyway, so I was like, it hasn't really helped. But um, all right, time to go. I was like, okay, thank you. Bye. My high voice. I got to school the next day and everyone had been listening to it. I walked in and they were like, really? I said, no, it wasn't me. Here he is. <laughs> I hate Lisa. <laughs> I hate you, you cow. I never liked you, you know, because boys are only get mean to girls they love. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say something then, but I forgot. Oh, I, I, when I used to work for D.S. Smith when I retired, you know, because I've been in the business world as well. I'm not just in the media world like you, you know, so I've... Got the I've business sa- you I've did sa- for them. I've sampled life is what I'm trying to say. I had two years in a comms role at Bath Rugby, uh, by the way. No, it was not really. I spoke to Powley there. You know, they just gave you a job because I felt sorry for you and you're a figurehead. Um, no real responsibilities. What'd you call me? A figurehead? What's <laughs> wasn't tangible you, were, a, you couldn't pot- be measured on anything i was a potato head they tried they tried to <laughs> hold on i finished finish that and uh <laughs> I, I used to do loads of driving i did fifty thousand my first year because looked after all you told me it was 30 it's Tes- gone up to 40 no now 50 way. tesco's distribution looked off after all their um all their waste right lucky them i used, the expert I used to ring and text radio 2 all the time in the morning to try and get a shout out from uh chris did evans you? did you yeah <laughs> did it ever work no to break me up, you know, because you can join the, you can join the club, can't you? Yeah. Do you remember um, Andy? What well, Andy? So, Peter, Chris Evans, you've listened to this. Um, I used Give me to a hate, shout out, you bastard. I used to hate you. I don't anymore. I'm over it, but I would like a shout out. Andy Beatty, the beast, uh, the old Bath back rower. He used to when Twitter first for for years. He just always, always tweeted. Jack Wilshire, hi Jack, you're my favourite player, can I have a retweet? <laughs> I love you Jack, can I have a retweet? Jack, can I have a like, can I have a retweet, whatever it was. <laughs> shout out to my, hey Jack, shout out to my mate David Flatman, you're his favourite player too. Have, have you, <laughs> Constantly. Have you ever had, had someone really famous that you don't know yeah. that you've tweeted and got a retweet off? Uh, I, got a, I got a couple of retweets from Rob Delaney. Okay. I've had a couple of retweets from... Uh, Is that because they follow you? It can't be someone that follows you. No, you've got to no, like. No, I've replied to one of their okay. things. One of the millions of people to reply. And yeah, I've got a retweet. I but I t- Theo Pafitis did a couple. I only know this because I went to a dinner at this digital awards thing, and they said and this guy has had retweets from all these people, and it was like Gary Lineker, Deborah Meaden, Theo Pafitis, two dragons that is. Um, yeah, and uh, who was the other one? Um, Gareth Southgate, I think, before he went, he went off Twitter when he got. I think it was Gareth Southgate before he got the England manager's job. Okay. Um, and David Gandhi, on I made that up, but I'm just trying to. The cool. the most famous person I've had a retweet off on Twitter, and God rest his soul because he's dead now. Yeah. Is Stuart Bags from The Apprentice? Is he dead. Yeah, he died. Um, he well, was. I don't, I don't know who he is. But that's, oh, I mean, he was a legendary weird. contestant. I just don't watch it. He was a legendary contestant. I heard the name definitely on The Apprentice, and his motto is, um, "Everything he touches turns to sold." Right, <laughs> <laughs> and he made that it, is brilliant. And he made it. He made it down like to where they have the interviews at the end. So they got to get yeah. they get interviewed by Claude. By it might not be. Yeah, it was Claude. Um, Remember Nick and Margaret originally used to be his aides at the side of him before Karen. And yeah, yeah. Claude. Anyway, he's never met Margaret before, and because uh, she wasn't doing it, and he goes into the room and she's there interviewing him. And he goes, "Ah, Margaret," and she goes, she goes "Oh, sorry, do I know you?" Because <laughs> he's got. <laughs> he obviously seen her on TV. Oh, mate, he was Everyone legendary, legendary, um, really funny bloke, but didn't mean to be. But yeah, he. Re- Retweet once, um, 
and that that's it really. But he's dead now. Uh, it's a shame. But, God rest him. But people die. You know the whole um, the whole uh, yeah. People feel like they know you. Oh right, because you're on telly. I thought that was it. Yeah. So I went to a gym the other day. I used a gym in Crawley. Um, God, you can't get out your system, can you? What? Just working out. I just love working out. Uh, if Quick, I, if I, quickly, yeah. what did you do? Uh, I did deadlifts and I did single arm bent over rows and I did uh, lat raises and that's it. Cool. So I didn't go heavy, too heavy on the deads, but just getting a bit of volume going. So I'm not very good at volume. You like? I know you like the lat raises for your walk because that helps with your walk. No, actually, I did really like lat raises. So if any training nerds are out there. I did four sets of 20 lat raises, strict from the side, not with any momentum. So dead start, dead stop every time. But you're doing high reps to give you that bulk because that's what... The, no. That's, well, that's what high reps does. That's I'm doing I, that because my shoulders are knackered. I'm trying to get my shoulders lubed up by working them a bit. So I did eight kilos is all I used. Like a bag of sugar, mate. Yeah, okay. Or eight bags of sugar. But when I was playing... Like two carpets. When I was playing, I used to use 24s for sets of 12. That's how far I've fallen. But anyway, I went to this gym... And as I was walking in, there's this old man walks in, like dad age, our dad age. And he's like, um, Flats, Flats, how you doing? Yeah, oh, I like the show. He said, listen to your podcast. Where's Shanklin? And I was like, I said to him straight away, I was like, good see you. He goes, where is he? Where's Shanklin? I said, what? Where is he? Where's Shanks? So I was like, hey, what's your name? And he said, oh, Keith. I think his name was Keith. I said, have you got a mate called John? Yeah, I've got a mate called John. I said, where is he? What? Where's John? Where's John? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, believe it or not, I don't spend every day of my life with Tom Shanklin. I realised I'd been a bit of a rude twat, so I put my arm around him and had a bit of fun with him. And then he was like, you look a lot slimmer and fitter in the flesh than you do on the TV. And I said, oh, no. Camera. And genuine now. And I said, genuine now. Whenever I wear this certain tracksuit top, I'm, I get told that by everyone I see that knows me. They're like, oh, you've lost a bit of weight. And it's just this tracksuit top. The lines on it or something make me look... Anyway, I said, wait till this comes off. It all spills out. And he walked past me. He walked past me. I had headphones on, not looking or talking to anyone. And he walks past me. And I feel he's literally, I finished a set of deadlifts. And he walks past and he's, ta- he's put his arm around the front of me and tapped me on. And I said, well, all right, what are you doing? He goes, you're right. You're right. You don't look so slim now. That's come off. <laughs> he like taps me on the gut and keeps Was walking. Was it a compression top? Because that obviously keeps me <laughs> No. Anyway, the recognising thing, the bloke who ran the gym, Aussie guy, the manager, whatever, as you walk in, he heard this saw this guy recognize me clearly and he comes out and as i was walking out leaving the gym he's like how was your workout flats and i was like uh you don't know me how's your workout flats i was like yeah good thanks dan i looked at his name badge and i was like good yeah he goes it's not the best gym but it's got what you need i was like yeah it's fine absolutely fine you know got done what needed to get done which wasn't very much and um he's like so uh you know you don't whatever it was and he, he said something like um yeah, you know, you're lifting pretty well in there. I said, oh, not really, mate. Not like the old days. And he's like, well, you're humble, humble guy considering, uh, you know, mate, considering you won a World Cup. I was like, I was like, what? Consider the World Cup, mate. You won a World <laughs> Cup. I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, I think you got the wrong guy. He's like, no, I'm Flatman. I was like, yeah, mate. I watched it on the telly like you did. <laughs> I was like, so he's like, did you, he, did you go to an under like 18 World Cup? Oh uh, yeah, he might have meant that. Didn't yeah. win that either. So it was like it was like, yeah, um he's seen this guy recognise me, asked who I was, Googled me, seen something and then he obviously thought, That's Trevor Woodman which I get quite a lot. Or something like that. And he's got like, but, but you got your name right though. So Yeah, it's good. a weird one. It's like I went to Thursday, I went to the Principality State to hand out some awards. I saw that, you were tweeting about a school game or something. Yeah, a friend of mine, Roger Harry contracted um, he worked 
works for well it doesn't work he does work but he also owns a company called Circle IT they do contracted tweets you did they do they do, no I don't mate you did they do internet security for things like colleges and what have you various different different so different organisations they, they put bodyguards outside internet cafes that's exactly what they do no, internet security mate you, you're better than that but um, I went down there and as I was driving into the stadium security guards go hey, is he with you I oh, know, Flatman. Well, yeah, he's in the boot. Have a look. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> but it was actually a really good game. Went. It was like schools and college. So it was under eighteen. And Tenby Greeny, Greenhill School, where I used to go, were playing Mountain Ash, and uh, it was a good game. But Mountain Ash won, handed out the awards, drove home, and then I saw as I was driving out the stadium, I saw Roland Phillips. Do you remember Roly? He used to be a Welsh coach. He coached at the Ospreys. He coached at Neath, London Welsh. He was my first captain when I played for London Welsh. And I stopped for a chat with him. And he also said, is Flatman with you? I went, yeah. yeah, he's in the boot. Yeah, you've done wonders for me in Wales. And I've Huge. done wonders for you in England. Uh, yeah, you know, we complement each other. Yeah, we do a bit. Um, so you went to that school game and you, you tweeted more enthusiastically about that than you tweeted about anything else in 2018. It was quite nice to see Ryan Jones at the stadium. He's, uh, anyway, you tweeted more enthusiastically about <laughs> He's wrote me into a game next Monday, a mixed ability game where you play with disabled... Are you playing? Yeah, we oh, play with like disabled kids um, of all types. and like some, some children will wear bibs so you know you can't tackle them. Yeah, that's all right until Lewis Moody joins in and yeah. then he's nailing people with disabilities and he would. He'd nail everyone because he can't help it. But I'm bringing my kids along and just pretend that it's like a full international so they yeah. can say they've watched their dad play. <laughs> what did your What did your bib mean, Daddy? It said knackered knees on it. It said, no, that means well, oh, that was legends. That was like the ultimate bib, wasn't it, in training where you get a non-contact bib. Mate. No one could touch you. Mate, two things on that. I remember... Um, Lewis Moody, speaking of Lewis Moody, it's why I say it. The injury that ended up forcing him to retire, I think, was his shoulder. But when he had that injury at Bath, he'd been out for ages, poor bloke. And he came back and it was his first time running around with the lads in yeah, a grip, grip session. All oh, right, and yeah. he just nails someone. He's got his green bib on. So it's like you're not allowed to hit Moodos, and then he just smashes someone minute one. But I remember we had a, uh, <laughs> we had a player and... I've actually, I talked about this the other day and I texted him and said, can I tell the story? And he said, I'd rather you didn't put my name to it. So he came out with a, a, player A came out with a green bib on that said non-contact on it. And someone had, Martin Wood, the scrum half, had changed it and he got a black marker and just put non-contract on it because the rumours were his negotiations weren't going very well. He's like, it's stitching me up, mate. It's stitching me up, mate. So they, so he wrote non-contract on it. And at the end of the session, we were laughing about it. At the end of the session, the coach tapped him on the shoulder, pulled him to the side of the pitch, and told him he was being released. Oh. <laughs> it was like, oh! He walked in and said, "You see that bib? You see that bib? Not fucking funny, mate. Not funny. They've poor, cut, poor, they've cut me. You're poor like, Freddie oh. Burns. Yeah. Poor um, I've just found four pound in the uh, in your ashtray. Old pound coins. Though. Old pound coins, mate. You've lost the value of money. You haven't changed them. No, I found them in my little moleskin coin purse. Oh, did you? <laughs> What can I do with those coins now? They're take, just sitting there. Take them to a bank. No, the date's passed. You can't change them. I'm sure you can. You can't. I'm sure you can take them to a bank. And you can't, mate. Them. The date has passed. It's like end of last year. I bet you can. Tweet us if I'm wrong, but I bet you can. Oh, God, that's it. I went to a um, a brilliant lunch on Friday. Was this the the food lunch? Roast Beef Club. That's it, yeah. Raised 220 grand for the uh, rifles. What, like, what uh, auction prizes? Food auction prizes or... 
no, it's nothing to do with food. It's just called the roast beef okay. club. It's like a St George's Day kind of English celebration of Englishness and Britishness, okay. whatever. And um, Englishness actually. And every year they support a different military I'll charity. That was fun. So it was shooting rifles into the air as you walked in. Brilliant. Probably. Phil Tuffner was there. Roger Dakin, the old hockey goalkeeper, yeah. interviewed Tuffers. I mean, so what, what were, you, were you MC? I was MC, and we had a um, we had one of those things that is definitely definitely going to go wrong which is a live link to a sister event, the Roast Beef Club Hong Kong, hosted by Josh Lucy, a live link from one laptop to another via on the big screens, that sort of Brilliant. Stuff, 800 and some 830 people at the Hurlingham Club. And it's like, is this going to work? And it was absolutely brilliant because it, cause it didn't work. Oh. You could see him. You couldn't hear a word Josh said. So I just, I've got eight caps. Josh has got shed load and won a World Cup. And I'm basically mocking Josh Lucy in front of 800 people, which is inappropriate, but it worked. It wasn't like the delayed effect on Mike Bassett, England manager, was it? I've seen that. When he's getting, you've not seen Mike Bassett, England manager? No. Ah, he's getting interviewed by Gabby Logan, I think, and and someone else, and there's a delay on the reaction. <laughs> oh, the answer. So he's answering the first question. The se- when the second question comes, <laughs> it's brilliant. Mate. It's you have to watch Mike Bassett, England manager. Also, mate, I went to Norwich rugby football club on thursday so i got yeah. the train up because the train worked about the same time as driving and i watched on netflix the defiant ones oh is that the rap one? Oh my god david oh my god is that now, a dr dre thing i've seen straight out of compton that's brilliant yeah like me growing up yeah. <laughs> but this is another level it it focuses mostly on dr dre and a guy called jimmy Iving. And Jimmy Iving was like a sound engineer. Yeah, yeah, I know who he is. I'm a hip. I'm a okay. He's come sort of come from nothing, become a sound engineer. Worked with um, who do you work with? Bruce Springsteen first off, and um, anyway, he becomes this huge music producer, and they end up selling beats together to Apple. Yeah. And oh, mate, it's incredible because it's all it, it's a bit like the film, but it's actually told firsthand. So Snoop's in it. Snoop the Loop. Bono's in it. Um, the real uh, people. Real people. Um, they're acting in it. No, they're just 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 getting interviewed in it. Oh, it's a documentary. Yes, it's it's four parts to it. It's an hour long. Get involved because it tells you a lot about Dr. Dre, um, Andre Andre Young, um, and and a little bit about the music industry during those times. But it's phenomenal. I loved it. You know, like when someone you just you can't wait for the next episode, and yeah. it was a, like when Dre left Death Row Records to set up his own record label. Mm. You know, he had two albums that flopped, and he, you know, you didn't know, you probably didn't know that, but so not a lot of people know that. And everyone thought Dre was gone; that was the end of him until he found Eminem on a sample cassette. Yeah, he found Eminem. He brought Eminem into his studio and forgot about Dre. Boom! No, no, no. It was uh, what was Eminem's first single? One shot was it or something? No, I don't know. Um, I'm acting like I know. I don't know all this stuff. Yeah. You know that, don't you? Um, yeah. Eminem, uh, my name is what? My name Real is Slim Shady. Well, yeah, yeah. So it was that beat, and he and he said Eminem just started freestyling straight away off it, and he said no one would give him a chance. He gave him a chance, and then that sort of took him back up because they collaborated a lot, didn't they? Yeah, collabed. Didn't What's it? the difference? Collabed, didn't it? Yeah, forgot about Dre. So my. So I watched that. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. And my, then spoke at the dinner. My wife's law firm is the com- is the law firm that just recently sold, handled the sale of Beats by Dre to Apple. Really? Yeah. Wow. Did she get cut of that three point two billion? Did she freak? I bought myself a pair of didn't even get a discount a pair of Beats wireless. Lost them. 
I thought these are really good. I really like these. Lost them, slash they got nicked. And I thought, what do I do? You actually have to go and buy another pair. Stuff like that's never, ever interested me because, you know, you've got earphones that come with your iPhone. That's good enough. But after watching that, I now want to buy some. Just, just... Do you know what the truth is, boy? Well, They're not that good. Beats headphones. Are just mate, don't good. say that. The, no, Dr. Dre's now my hero. So yeah, I love him, that. but they're just not as good as other headphones. They're not. And I've got a pair. I've bought two pairs, and they're just nowhere near as good as other headphones I've got. you always got to bring a downer on things, haven't you? I get excited about stuff. Just saying to you now. just shot me down. Um, but I just spoke at Norwich Rugby Club. Yeah, so all the big gigs. I did that last year. It's actually really good fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really easy. Holiday in, by the airport. Alan, it's full on Alan Partridge, isn't it? Yeah, that well, that's I went up on stage. Went aha, did you? I said, bet you never heard that before, but no regrets. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I sat next to a guy. I sat next to a guy who looked like he was the president of the club. He looked like Noddy Holder. He looked like David Gower, um, Doctor Who. So ripped into him. Yeah, for a bit. I mean, he Doctor um, Who. He he did this huge, huge poo, huge speech. <laughs> Right, it went on and on and on, and I I was up straight after him, and I said thanks. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember who it was now. Scott, Andy Scott. So thanks, Andy Scott. Um, enjoyed every month of that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy. There was a guy with black tie. There was a guy in a white um, dinner jacket. Oh no! Yeah. Hey, Roger Moore. So he's back from the grave, isn't he? <laughs> so it was close to Easter after all, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he was next to a guy. Who had one of those bow ties on, you know, the proper bow ties, but he hadn't tied it. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for Michael Bublé, he was. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was a kind of like Peter Stringfeller slash Jerry Francis because <laughs> of his mullet. Um, so I ended up just ripping into people um, and then arm wrestled their biggest guy they had. <laughs> Oh God! Did you stand up, neck a pint, and then do an arm wrestle? No, I didn't neck. A, I might have necked a pint, but it's just for the crowd, isn't it? Win the crowd, win your freedom. You know that's my motto. So probably get it tattooed on me. Their biggest guy, you obviously beat him because you you look you look strong, but you're a lot stronger than you. Yeah, left and right handed. I had to do both, but, but you'd beat him at both. Surely. But he, yeah, I did. I did. Obviously, it's me. But um, <laughs> you know, he was going for the funny grip as well, so he was trying to cock his wrist before it even started. Oh. And I'm a little bit dubious about arm wrestling now because I've seen so many ones go wrong where the yeah. bloody forearm snaps Snap. on the elbow. Yeah. good. but you know, I do I do do a lot of sort of strengthening you know I do a lot of um, I do a lot of weights but I strengthen the shoulders as well so I do a lot of prehab is the oh do you for. you do that do you no but of course you don't sounds good uh, yeah so I just know if I arm wrestled either my elbow that got reconned would dislocate or my shoulder that got yeah. reconned three times would dislocate yeah well, right I've side. got no issues like that have I you know if I arm wrestled with my knee I'd be knackered but you don't do you rarely uh, but then um, so I had a chat with a few of the, the first team there they had a pretty decent season, finished third. Um, and then a couple of them took me out to Norwich, so we couldn't get in anywhere, basically. Oh. So I went home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. They, prom- they promised me the world. Like, I've, I've never been to Norwich, let alone been out in Norwich. But we couldn't get into a club because one of them didn't have any ID. Um, but he But he had a full-on beard, so he's well over 18. Yeah, but I did when I was 18. So yeah. just went home. Oh. Mind you, you got your eight hours in, didn't you? No. Long old way, mine, because Benny Kay recommended back to me, because can you do this dinner? I can't do it. Or they want you to do it. Here's a number. And I was like, yeah, sure, thinking it was in Oxfordshire. And when I Googled it, it was in Norwich. And it took me like seven weeks oh, to get there. The train from London, Liverpool Street to... Are you trained up, is it? 
yeah, to Norwich. It might be like one hour fifty. It took me well over two hours. Yeah, terror. I don't know when you. I I couldn't even bother to watch Netflix or go on my phone because I'm just. I was just screened out. Yeah, so just sat there. Yeah, I read you, homeboy. I read you. Um, after this uh, roast beef club thing the other day, it's really really good fun. One uh, one of the auction lots. So the first auction lot is was. Um, Oh God! It it was. This sounds terrible because it is. It it's, it's terrible for me to say it. Okay, but Powley, Matt Powell put together a package, a little package thing that could be a lot in the auction, and it's basically a weekend in Bath. But he's Powley rebranded it as a day with flats, which makes cringe. He, he did it deliberately to make me cringe. So I got him up on stage and said it's actually with both of us, and Powley's got nothing to offer. But it's basically but he'll make you look good because he's so ugly. That's it, right? So it's basically you bring four mates and you go, you come to Bath and you have lunch at lunch for six. So Powley, me, and these four people, and lunch at the Ivy, and then we go to the pub, and then we go for a God, night lads. out, lads, 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 night out, and then we they stay in Bath boutique stays, which are these really cool apartments and houses in Bath, like holiday let type things. But my buddy Marcus, who owns that, has supplied one of those the ivy gave the lunch and then we have a load of beers at my mate's club and then in the morning go for breakfast somewhere really nice and you buy the whole package but it's just blimmin bloody lads and um it's one of those things where you know you don't want to be i wasn't all doing the auction but you don't want to be standing there auctioning yourself off in case someone's like everyone's like no thanks and you know that you will go for lunch with them you'll pop to the pub for one pint then you're out of there too right i mean yeah god big time I went to meet the bloke who bid on it, and he's an absolute nerd, so I'm not handing out with him all day. And also, it's down to dates, isn't it, availability, and we know your schedule. Yeah, like, the truth is he was actually about our age or younger, and quite slick, and seemed like a really good bloke, so we will actually... The truth is, it's we'll going to be 2020, and, by, and hopefully by then you've, they've forgotten. Hopefully, so yeah, hopefully. You've raised a lot of money. I mean, don't get me wrong, seemed like a really nice bloke, but I don't need any more mates. <laughs> so, anyway, so that, I'm with that, you there, that went for an all right amount in the end not in, a not embarrassing amount okay so, yeah if it had gone for 300 quid it'd be a bit like uh, the lunch is worth more than that well I, I, had to, I had to do a reverse auction for a, a signed Welsh shirt and I'm you know in, in Norwich yeah tough gig yeah um, we got 650 for it which is alright it was unframed but you know you put a bit of pressure on them and you know when they're all sat, sitting down you get the ones at yeah. the front yeah so I had a really weird situation up there a year ago oh and no up at, up at that dinner in Norwich because I sat next to this guy I don't know I don't remember who he was but he said do you know the Youngs boys Tom and Ben Youngs I was like yeah yeah this is not a joke by the way and it's probably it's been publicised and stuff like Ben Ben Youngs didn't go on the Lions trip because yeah. Tom's wife was diagnosed with cancer and I believe they were told oh, it was terminal ter- it was just terrible news yeah got a baby oh, it's just horrific anyway I sat next to this guy at that exact dinner Tommy a year ago almost to the day and I said, oh, it's just awful. It's just so bloody sad and all that sort of stuff. And young, the youngs are just like the best guys ever in it. Just brutal. And he said, well, we're close family friends. And he goes, have you heard the news? And I said, no, what news? And I'm, well, you know, and he had, this bloke sat there. And I wish I remember this guy's name because I'd find his number and ring him and call him a prick. Because he's just I mean, some sort of one-upmanship or something. David, you can't swear. Sorry. But he, mate, he told me that Tom Youngs had lost his wife, that she had like she had passed a week or two weeks before that oh. and I'm afraid it's all over and it's terrible and you know when you see Youngsy just you know let him know you're there for him we're there for him because we're close family friends but you know he needs all the help and I was like oh my god so 
I'm whenever people are asking for the next few weeks after that, I'm saying oh, it's terrible. And do you think he was misinformed though? Well, he said he's a close family friend, so he's. Just but if you're delivering news like that, you better make sure it's true. Yeah, but we're like pitch side, and Leicester play this game, and it's like Tom Youngs was amazing. I was like, he's the best player on the field, and Derda's. I was like, let's interview him, and Derda's like, we can't. If he's just lost his wife, we can't. And yeah. it's like, oh my god, and this guy's just making it up, because actually, just so happens, I think she's been given against all the odds. She's gone in for a check and been given. Oh, that's she's in remission, news. so it's just the most amazing news, and just the best people ever. So it's lovely, but you know, this guy actually sat around this table and told all of us that that had happened and he was lying why would you do that why would you do that I can only I can only assume he wasn't lying and he'd been told by someone else or yeah, you'd, yeah you'd think that I mean somewhere down the line someone's making it up do you know what I mean yeah like, Jesus Christ come on now um, so there you have it Tommy I had a weekend off last weekend yeah that's right which doesn't happen very often so you did the you did the did some ox cheeks you did the roast beef dinner yeah and then you went home yeah, and I got and I did I did some slow roasted uh, smoked ox cheek buns. I did for the see kids. them. I did see them. Nice. I mean, I've had ox cheek in tapas bars before, kids mostly loved it. in kids bar forty four and Panath. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, I do mean, it right. I suppose nice. the name would put more people off than the taste. Yeah, you I know, told, if you just I, said it was beef, I told the kids it was beef, and then afterwards told them it was cheek, and they're like, oh yeah, okay. Mm. They got a good so, palate, your kids. No, so the older one has the younger ones a bit of a chicken when it comes to trying new stuff but the older one will have a dig like I I even it was really I put a really spicy um, rub on it okay. without knowing that it was really punchy if you got the barky bit and she was she was like my mouth is burning it feels like my lips are on fire and she had tears in her eyes but she battled through Yeah, that's what I like talking about battles mate the British Navy uses Britney Spears songs to scare off Somali pirates do you know that? it's just a fact it's, well alright soon yeah, I've got an education okay. All right, fine. All right, fine. Um, but because you're at home all weekend, you watched rugby. I watched a little bit. I went to a live game. I covered it for. Um, should we chat some rugby? Let's have a little break. Let's go and get a little coffee and come back and chat some rugby. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Can I intro this bit? By all means. Welcome back, guys, to the Flats and Shanks podcast. It's time to talk rugby union. Tom, take it away. Let's get ready, ready, let's get ready, ready, let's get ready to rock. Let's get ready to fumble. Should we start off with the Challenge Cup? How old were you when you had your first French kiss? I was young, mate. It was, I remember it was like in Wiseman's Bridge in West Wales by the first channels. First snog with tongues. How old? With well, a hu- well, probably. If you, with a human. When you think about it, you're probably like six months, weren't you? Oh, God. When you first learned to kiss. When's your proper snog with a... Oh, you're, I think... You're a heterosexual man with a girl. I think... I don't know, mate. 14, maybe? 13? Have you ever snogged a... Dog? No. ...member of the same sex despite being heterosexual? Don't lie. Um, who hasn't? Yeah, I have. If you kiss, we'll kiss. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I must have snogged Danny Grucock about five times. You're in nightclubs when you're single, and you've got gorgeous girls trying to get them to kiss each other, and it's like, well, do it if you do it, yeah, no I was, problem, I was mate. joking about that. Yeah, I'm not. I was, you know, I, I did it mostly to just to stop girls trying to chat me up. <laughs> but anyway, let's start with the UEFA, or as what I like call it. me? <laughs> the Challenge Cup. Gloucester, Newcastle. Yeah. 33-12. Now... I did not see that huge result coming for Gloucester. Newcastle have been doing pretty well. But you look at the team that Newcastle put out. So Gloucester. No Sinotti. Yeah. No Gonover. Yeah. Two of their best players. Yeah. Not playing. Um, Will Welch still injured? But the loss, I suppose, well, allows... Well, is Welch still injured? Mm, yeah. yeah. The In loss allows Newcastle, I suppose, to focus on the playoffs now, doesn't it? Yeah. Try to. Um, so, yeah. uh, but... Good game by Gloucester. Woodward, we talked about him a bit, haven't we, about possible change in guard at 15 for England. He He's fast. He injects a huge amount of pace into that back line. You know, when, when he hits that ball, the line just speeds up completely. Yeah. And he's got good feet. He can play on the wing if needed as well, but yeah. he's got a great offloading game. Um, he's balanced runner. He's big. He's good under the air. Under Everything the air. you want yeah. from a fifteen. He's class, and um, and he's the son of Clive. Yeah, uh, true. He's the son of Edward. He, the equaliser. <laughs> he set he set up that Marshall try. Just why? Why wow. has Edward Woodward got four D's in his name? Why? Shall I tell you why? Because if he didn't, he'd be called Ewa Woo Woo. <laughs> I have heard that before. Man. The equaliser. Remember that? Yeah. Anyway, let's chat rugby, mate. We've done okay. we've done half hour of waffle, um, but Woodward's, Woodward step inside. And yeah. Then just, I mean, but he's got like when he steps as well, he he stays on his feet. He doesn't go to ground easy. So mm-hmm. even if you get a half tackle on him, you know he's staying up on his yeah. feet. Um, but he was very good. He's seriously good. He's seriously he's good enough to play for England. Billy Burns had a good game at ten as well. Scored a nice try. Um, I quite like the combination of Atkinson twelve trees at the moment, which means Trinder has to stay on the wing. And we've we've spoken in pods previous about Trinder about why they shouldn't why they should play him at thirteen because we feel that's his best position. But at the moment, he's having to buy his time on the wing because because I think Atkinson over the last two months has been playing so well at twelve. You cannot drop him. Yeah. 
agree. Sharp passer, sharp offloader, good in D. We saw him at Cheltenham Races. He's a big bloke. Yeah. You know, I think I'm big. He's a level up, isn't he? Yeah, he's very big. Yeah. Not as powerful. But. No, God, no. No one is, are they? Um, but I, Jason Woodward just toured South Africa in the summer with England, do you reckon? Yes. I do. So do I reckon. I do. Um, so Gloucester through to the final in Spain in a couple of weeks. Yeah, good on them. And then I went down to um, went down to the Cardiff Blues on Saturday. Is it? Yeah, I took a load of customers. We went for a little bit of food in the Angel Hotel, 11 o'clock. Lovely breakfast, buffet style. So there was... A buffet. There was, there was eggs, there was black pudding, there was steak, there was some chips, there was beans, um, sausages, the lot. There was pastries, fruit. What, so, am I, what do my mate Chris Sadler from Enterprise have? Two Weetabix. What? <laughs> With a pint of milk. What a baby. What an absolute baby. So, mate, you've got all this food and you want to have two Weetabix. Um, but, yeah, you know, people are stuck in their ways. You've smoked salmon croissants, that's what you're people, having. People are stuck in their ways. They are, yeah. But it was West, a, West, that is, Tom, do you know what? That is Wales in a bloody nutshell. But it was a good game, mate. I, I really enjoyed it. And it wasn't high score and it was 16-10 to Blues, but... but Ollie Robinson played well. They held, They He came off the bench and had two great turnovers. Mm, Josh Navidi was phenomenal. Ellis Jenkins got man of the match, I think. And do he you agree so that good. Ellis Jenkins could be better than all of them if he's given the shot? It's hard to say because someone said that. Who was it? Someone prominent said that the other day. I, um, I don't know. At the moment, I would say Josh Navidi is, is number one. Yeah, but how. Because, is, but, are either those two going to top what Sam Warburton's done? I mean, it's unlikely. They're up, isn't it? they're up close. They're up, they're, I think Josh Navidi is right up there. Yeah, but think about what Sam Warburton's CV looks like. But jo- but either can play six or seven. You know, yeah. so But I think what you get a little bit more with Josh over maybe Ellis Jenkins is you get a bit more power carrying game because yeah. he is a good carrier he is yeah um, you he doesn't look that big on the pitch no he but doesn't he is a big we did a video with him and, and he doesn't look big but he runs his weight and more I, I, when I was up at Blues recently I, I snuck into the gym and I had a look they were a little, a little bored with what all the lads lift and who's the strongest in certain positions and Gethin's strongest on one or two but Navidi's kind of the strongest guy in that squad it looked to me on, you're not that that means you're going to be a good player but you've got to be you're generally big bulky and strong if yeah, you're of course you have. Big, big tin yeah um, but uh, Jared Evans again at 10 yeah nice nice bit of swag isn't he he has he plays it really swag flat it, he adds pace straight onto the ball because he doesn't lie deep you know he gets his back line moving and especially now because teams are, are blitzing a lot more it's quite easy to blitz a team that's deep because you've got a lot of room in front of you but when someone's playing flat and throwing the ball to the line you don't have time to, to blitz because they're essentially running just as fast as you and meeting you on the gain line Yeah, um, but he put a lovely ball through to Seb Davis. Now, Seb Davis is second row, right? Um, you'll see a lot more of him, I think, next year for Wales. He's he's had a, a bit of a, a glimpse already, and he's had a few good games. But he used to play centre, so he goes through the line. And if he gives the ball early to Gareth Anscombe, the cover's coming across. Yeah, He just delays his pass, a little step, turns sort of the winger inside out, gives the ball to Anscombe, goes over for a try. Yeah. And... That's stuff that you can teach players, but you have to teach them young. They have to get an idea of when to pass, when not to pass. Yeah, and a lot of instinctive. A lot, a lot of forwards, a lot of forwards have just gone through that gap, passed the ball straight away, panicked a little bit. But he doesn't, mate. It's it's class, and um, yeah, and he creates that try really for Anscombe. But look, Jared Evans had three penalties, quite a few tough kicks as well, and it was a good win. It was good atmosphere there. Everyone's. 
just on a high at the Blues at the moment because they started the season pretty poor. They've not had a great sort of four or five years. They're in the Champions Cup next year, which is yeah, huge. Automatic great. qualification yeah, already. Great. And they're going to Bilbao for a final against Gloucester, going which down, going down Bilbao, which potentially they can win. But and you look, and that po- that po team were big as How well. How was Comrade Smith? Did he? Do it's got to try, um, but they're all quite quiet, really. They couldn't really get their game going. They struggled a lot yeah. to break down. The Blues are really good in the breakdown. Slowed their ball right up. I tell you what was not nice to see. It was Stefan Armitage. He's standing on the wing towards the end of the half. He gets the ball and he trips up, and you can see he's hurt. He trips over. His leg just gives way. You're thinking, oh, that that didn't look good, and you find out now that he's ruptured his Achilles. Yeah, you've done that, haven't you? No, I didn't. I actually sounds bizarre. Wish I had. Okay, yeah. Horrible injury, but it's one solid injury you can fix. I had a load of like a load of tears and bone issues and stuff. Who is it? Is it? That's horrible. um, Hamadashi. Hamadashi, yeah. How big is he? Yeah, he's a unit. He's one of the biggest blokes I've ever seen. Yeah. But um, Owen Lane was good. He's had a great year so far. Daisy was good. Just a decent performance. Yeah, it's really good. I'm all. Um, I think the only downer is that possibly Cuthbert might be out injured. He's holding his shoulder towards the end. Oh. Didn't look good. He's leaving at the end of the season, obviously going to Exeter, but he's been at the Blues for a long time. It'd be nice for him to finish off the season yeah. with them. They've got one more game, really, in terms of big games. Yeah. They've got Judgment Day coming up, but they've got um, you know, the final in a couple of weeks. Yeah. It'd be nice send-off, I suppose, for him because he's well-liked. He's yeah, a blues boy. Um, I realise we're not quite going in order on that sort of stuff, but you obviously heard about Rob Horn's. Yes, I did. Really, really like rapid retirement after an injury. Bizarre, mm. because it normally takes you, well, especially with concussion uh, or other injuries. You know, you, you try and get back fit, then it's not, then you yeah. realise something's wrong, and you can't, and you, you know, you have to see different specialists. But you know a little bit about this, don't you? Because Rob yeah. Horn has taken him a week, really, since the injury, just over a week, to come out and say that. He's retiring, which is sad news. And I think I I might be I might be wrong on this. Let me just say that. But I think it is something called something like the radial plexus or something like that. But the only reason I know I don't know very much about it at all is that I was um, watching a pre-season game that Bath were playing in down in Aix-en-Provence after the 2010 England tour. So a lot of us not playing. We we're on tour for pre-season, but we weren't playing yet because we played in the summer. And um, we had a young, really promising second row at Bath called Scott Hobson, and he made a tackle. And we're up in the stands, and it was just a big tackle, but it was, you know, spine parallel to the ground, so it's dead head on top, of, right on top of your shoulder. And it was just this big crack, and we were like, God, that's a good hit. And he stayed down, but properly stayed down, and never played again. And he severed these nerves, I think, in his shoulder, oh. neck area, or severed them or damaged them or something. And it's like if they recover, they you know they can sometimes it can be a centimeter a year that they grow back and or less. Or I, again, I could be wrong on this, but I mean he's still now, um, you know. And a rugby club was the best player. His arm just effectively died. I mean it's a lot better now. It's functioning now, but it's nothing like his other arm. And it was tragic. But a rugby club was definitely the best place for him to be because Bath gave him a job for a couple of years, I think, and yeah. sort of took care of him a bit, but still blimmin' hard. But I think that is what Rob Horn has done. And it is horrible because you you know, you know, effectively have killed your arm there. And yeah. it may recover, it may not. It may not recover fully. So that is, um, that is... Do you know what? It's bloody sad and it's bloody quick and it's brutal. But I always think, you know, that is a horrible injury and I wouldn't wish it on anybody but Tim Horan once said to me mate if you can wake up in the morning 
get yourself out of bed and walk downstairs and put a bit of toast in the to- put a bit of bread in the toaster you're winning and I was like sounds odd but it's dead true like there are, there are guys that can't do that there are guys that can't walk themselves around oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean well, you're not because it's carbs and you shouldn't you know you should, you should not be eating those but, them. But, no I, I agree mate like I've I retire with a bad knee, but I can I can do stuff. I can walk. Yeah, we're like fine. Kids, really, I can play we? golf. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I feel lucky in that respect. Yeah, um, but I, I was looking at this article published by Wales Online recently about the amount of Welsh players that have had concussion and the amount of time they've had to take out of the game. It's it it shocked me by how many players have had concussion and a lot of time out. With what, it. what I want to know is, and there'll be, is there more concussion now, or do we just, or are we just more aware of it now? I think we're more aware of it. I think we talk about it a lot more. Before, you know, it'd be a little bit of a macho thing. You know, if you've got a bang on the head, you'd sort of just shake it off. Um, but you can't do that anymore, can you? Thank God, at no. all. Um, but anyway, so, so the, Dylan, Dylan Hartley's missing the rest yes, of the season, and the England tour. Saw that as well. You know, I kind of, in a way, I'm kind of glad he is. I mean, I want him to go and play and be all right. But I'm glad that because you like Luke Cowan Dickey, don't you? It's I mean, not because someone else is going to get a chance to play. I think Luke Cowan-Dickey would get a chance to play anyway. But, but you love him. Dylan Hartley, I, I like I like someone with that profile saying I'm actually going to take care of myself yeah. before putting England caps and match fees first. And you yeah. hope then you hope then he sort of leads by example. So when it happens to another player, yeah, gives everyone else suit. permission to pull out basically if they need um, to. Yeah. So the first of the semi-finals of the European Champions Cup was Leinster Scarlets. So after the Blues game, we went up to the top bar. It was boiling hot. We watched that game because we... You watch it in the sun? We love rugby. No, because there's no windows. Okay. They couldn't They couldn't get the, the TV working outside. Was it outside. hot inside? So hot. Oh, mate. I'd have gone home. It was sweat, like, properly uncomfortable. I'd have gone home, mate. Um, but watch that. But, God, Scars were hammered. You know, you look at their quarterfinal and how well they played. Leinster took them apart. Now, I know it was... A home game for Leinster in Dublin but there's a clear message from Leinster of how they're going to beat Scarlets and that was just that was up front that was with the yep. power so you know it was Healy Ryan Levy yeah. Fardy they just they went through Scarlets basically yeah. a lot of pick and goes um, Sexton again at 10 what a player he is. I mean, they played Patchlet. They played Patchlet 15 um, and Dan Jones at 10. What do you reckon to that? You can, sort of, you can see why they did it completely because they want two ball players on there. Scarlet's are better when they are playing with width. They are playing with pace. Yeah. They're, they're obviously all teams are physical, but they're, they're not renowned for no. physicality. They're renowned for their skills, their offload, their tempo keeping the ball alive so you can see why they did it because Patchell's just as good really at 15 he's in the game just as much but just blown away like Henshaw was good Ring Rose defensively how's he back so quickly Henshaw yeah that medical witch team doctor done a great job yeah he got some leaves put on it didn't he like Naholo he had a witch doctor didn't yeah. he yeah um, but Ring Rose defensively was really good just just hanging off you know not really yeah. not really getting sucked into that Scarlet's attack yeah. So when it, and when you get sucked in and you don't make that tackle, that's when the space opens. But when you're hanging off, you sort of you put attackers in two minds because they're not coming towards you. Yeah. There's no, you know, you have to make the decision. It's not done for you. Um, so they look like champions. They massively look like champions. They, they look fantastic. And you look at 
They look unbeatable. They do, and you look at the. There's a period that Racing produced with Machino was just wonderful, and Vakatar were dominant and given a bit too much space, and Teddy Toma, you know, just I said it on Twitter. Like everyone knows Teddy Toma is fast. Everyone knows it, but I still think he's shocking people when they. Yeah. I still think he's shocking people that are playing against because they don't. He's a bit like, you know, just think of someone else who's quicker than they look. Like Guscott looked quick, but he wasn't. He was quicker than he looked. And he's one of those players that even at this level, top pros who have prepared for him struggle to defend him. But that was like a period of the game and the rest of it, Racing looked, you know, fallible and a bit boring and a bit one-dimensional. And then they came alive, they came alive for a period and racked up a load of points. But you compare the two teams, yes, it will be a great game. Yes, that Racing team is good enough that it can leave Dan Carter on the bench and justify it. But I just don't see them beating Leinster. I really don't. Yeah, the Leinster, there doesn't seem to be many weaknesses, does there, with no. Leinster? Um, Teddy Thomas scored two, should have got a hat-trick, but ends up passing it to Machino. What's your thoughts on that? Um, right I think that? it's the racing spirit. Go for it, enjoy yourselves. Have you have a bit of fun, lads. I love it. Hated it. Yeah, but you're so boring. I had a bet on him to score three, that's why. Um, no, only because, right, he's over the line, he's running under the post, everyone's celebrating. If, Mashno's not concentrating. He's thinking, yeah, brilliant, another try. All yeah. of a sudden, the ball gets thrown at him. Tom, you know, were, Tom, were you never told to expect the unexpected? Always expect the ball, yeah? No, not when you're not when someone's over the line about to put the ball down. He's holding it with two hands. He's about to go down. Ends up giving it to Mashno. You know, if I was that, if I was a coach of Rassin, I would say, don't you do that again, you my s- mate. Yeah, don't by the you way, get, you know, you get over the line, you score. We don't need any extra passes or from- risk or risk in it. Yeah. is lucky that he just reacts to it. Yeah. It's all well and good, the spirit, but you're not expecting that. You're not. It's not like they're 10 metres out, no one's chasing him, there's two players there, he passes it to him, he's over the line. You know, Mashno's oh, going to hug him. God's sake. Love anyway, that. yeah, but, but what's interesting is, Teddy Thomas's, say three tries, he didn't, but say okay. three, every pass was given to him by Vakatawa. Mm. Um, so that combination worked. Yeah, and it, it, people were talking about Munster's defence not being good enough, and they, they were right when they're talking about it. But players like Teddy Toma and pl- more like players like Vakatawa, just like the best players always have, like the Rocker Cocos and the Cullins, like when Rocker Coco stitched you up on it's on YouTube. But you know, Jason Robinson's the best players. Shane Williams, they make they make perfectly competent. In fact, international standard defenders look stupid. That's the whole point of them. So defence did give Vakatawa too much room, but do you know what? What, mate? You, you know what? He probably made them look worse than they were because he's such a talent. By the way, Brian Habana has retired. Just yes. announced his retirement. So he was at the Roast Beef Club lunch on Friday. Was he? Yeah, yeah. So had a lovely chat. And What's he doing over in the UK? He was part. He was there with the um, Rugby Centurion. So him and uh, Rochelle Clark, Rocky Clark. So 100 caps, 100 cap internationals and yeah, sort of doing a, a bit on that and appearing for them and sort of stuff. Are you a Flats fan? We well, we've done a few things together, yeah, uh, with Land Rover actually over the last couple of years, and he's just, yeah, he's kind of the best guy. Is he? Yeah, he's just the best guy, and he's not. Yeah, he's he's real and he's generous and he's kind. He's never in a rush. We gave him money. Gave him money. He's just just a nice fella. And the filming stops, and it's all done. And we had a long day filming, and he's like, "Who's hungry?" And he just puts a load of food on and cooks for us, cooks for the crew. Completely optional, you know. He's going to get a car, whatever. Yeah. But he's just lovely. Lovely, lovely man. Or he's prolonging his car. He's never, mate, he's, he won't have to pay for anything for the next 50 years. It's Brian Habana. 
So, lovely man. Sad to see him go, but what what a player he has been. Terrifying. So, final. Um, Rasa Metro versus Leinster. You know, Darzewski's out. Not that he's starting, but he's ruptured his bicep. I saw on Twitter. But I think we're show. both going to agree it's uh, a Leinster win for us, isn't it? Yep. And what are you saying about Gloucester and Cardiff Blues? I'm saying Gloucester. Okay. What are you saying? You're saying Cardiff, presumably. I think we uber. You have to uber don't close. You? Yeah, I think Cardiff. Um, I'm, there's chat about possibly going out there, but I'm not sure I will or not. Go out on a Thursday back on a Saturday after the it's the Friday night game. It, well, not Friday. Yeah, it's Friday night. The Challenge Cup and then Sunday and then Saturday the Champions. Yeah. So, but I probably won't. I mean, well, I've got loads of trips coming up, man. I'm, I'm off to Catalonia PGA. I don't know if I mentioned it last you week. You might have mentioned that, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm off there. You might have mentioned that, our mate Girona on Friday. It's funny. It's Sunday. funny you mentioned with both them. It's funny you mentioned finals weekend. Yeah. Because I may or may not um, have time, but I'm hoping to um, get my CBT moped license on one of those days. It's boredom, you are, mate. You, got, you need a hobby or you need some more work. You've got, you've got no, time to do I that. Well, no, I've done, I don't know if I've got time to do it yet. That's bored. my point. Just bored at home. Oh, by the way, tonight I'm going to a Bath Rugby Supporters Club stuff. event. Um Say goodbye to Matt Banahan down at the wreck. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Go on, bugger off, is what I'll say to him. Your big lug. <laughs> Stay out of the bins on your way out. Your big lug. Oh, what's that drawing on your neck? <laughs> All that stuff. I went on a I went on a wine tasting night at Walcott House, this sort of new club in Bath last week, and uh, Banner's brother, Banner's, Paul Banahan, um, the older one, he is a wine, works for a big wine brand, wine distributor thing, company, and very good at it, and he hosted a... Um, he hosted a wine tasting and food evening at this Walcott House place, and I went with uh, my friend Jane on a date night. Um, we but, she, but she's just a friend. Yeah, both married to different people. But she, she, oh, that's okay, and her husband own a company called Media Clash. They own the Bath Life magazine, Exeter Living, and all those things. Cliff Bristol Life, that sort of stuff. Thus protesting too much now, but carry on. No, anyway, we went there and we got we got blimmin' lummox. We got oh. blimmin' corduroy on a Tuesday night. Corjetted. Got, got bungalowed. Um, so yeah Banner's brother and I, I basically I've known him his brother for ages he's definitely the better bloke of the two by a mile works for this big wine company and I said hey chief I've got this big wine fridge and I need to fill it it looks really empty but I don't really want to be buying 60 bottles of wine so because i got 8 caps against minor nations any chance you could just sponsor me you know 5 crates of 12 so it'll fill up my thing and make it look really nice and um, told me to piss off so no way. Yeah, it's alright. I'll just stick some bottle, old Evian bottles in there or something. It'll be fine. Anyway. Yeah. Um, any any games you're looking forward to at the weekend? No, Me? not, not uh, looking forward I to am. any. I am. Gloucester Bath. I'm going to that. Channel 5 live game, man. That's why I'm looking forward to it. Looking for a job, aren't I? Men, are we get, we're meant to try to get Phil Vickery on as our guest. He won't reply to anyone. I'll Come do on, it. Fix, I don't want to be doing the Panath picnic all my life. I do, actually. I'm quite happy to do that. But I could do both, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, of so. course you are. I texted Vix before we started this blimmin... Give me a job, yeah, sh- you sugar. I texted Vix before we started this pod. I said, come on, mate. Come on. All right, nice one. Well done, mate. Um, Nothing, you hasn't replied. You told him. He hasn't replied. Um, said, come on, Phil. Anyway, that's it, I suppose. Yeah. That's, that's all we've got to talk about. Oh, God. Yeah. I've got a nice little afternoon now, because before I go to Banners thing, I get to uh, my kids' um, cheerleading after school club has been cancelled for this week, so I get to pick them up early. Some dads would think, oh, painted ball ache. I don't. 
No? I get to see my children sooner. Makes oh, me that's happy. lovely. Lovely. I mean, for 20 minutes, and they will, then they will be in the doghouse because they'll be grumpy from school and, and I hate them. Can you let's sign, just sign us off on a fact, will you, Tom? Okay, I'd what love else to. Do you know? Um, I know that 84, 84% of vegetarians end up going back to eating meat. Do you know that? Knew it. Did I know it? Could have guessed it. Um, and that's it, really. I mean, okay. It's estimated that only 2% of all human beings have green eyes. Making it the rarest eye colour. Sheepers. Hmm. Okay. I saw a guy, um, a van driver. This is an odd thing to say, but I saw a van driver in Bath when I came out of the gym the other day. And he was, he was, uh, he wasn't a black, he was mixed race, but dark skin, like dark mixed race. And he was just pulling out of this place in his white delivery van. And he goes, go on, mate, after you. I looked at him and he was dark, mixed race, but dark. But he had like piercing blue eyes. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, lucky bastard. You know, I was like, wow, look at that. Not in a, you know, he's not my cup of tea. But I thought that is an amazing looking bloke. Life must be good for you. And then I went out uh, with this friend of mine and she said, you know what? I saw this bloke driving a van through Bath earlier this afternoon. And he's the most amazing looking man I think I've ever seen. I said, was he a mixed race guy with bright blue eyes? She said, yeah, amazing. Anyway. About two hours later, we're bungalowed at this thing, and one of her colleagues is there on the other side of the room, comes to sit with us for a glass of wine at the end, glass of wine number 27, and she goes, yeah, have you had a nice day? She goes, yeah, nice day in the sun, and I saw the best looking man I've ever seen in my life. I joked and said, he wasn't driving a van, was he? She said, yeah, he was, a white van, the most amazing eyes. Great, great. Um, Who are you, man? Kim Jong-un has banned sarcasm in North Korea, that's the last fact. Has he, though? Useful, isn't it? Yeah. Um, right, that's it. Okay, um, okay, peeps. Quite rambly, but see you next week, tweeps, peeps. Ta-da. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.